So you've got a new leadership role. Now what do you do? What should you do? What are the first steps you should take now that you've got this new role and you've got a team that is going to be looking to you for direction and for guidance? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Made Leader Mondays. What's up, everybody? My name is Terrence Lee, aka The Introvert Leader. And this new series is going to be Made Leader Mondays. Every week, we're going to talk about different leadership tips and things related to leadership that can help you if you're a current leader, an aspiring leader, or someone that's just curious about leadership in general. And so uh, it's a series that I used to do a while back. I decided to bring it back in more of a podcast style format to basically couple along with my quiet voice fearless mind show that drops every friday so with that said i want to dive right in i want to make sure and give some good information today that hopefully is going to help you out so uh leadership the first 90 days so i want you to picture this picture you in your career you've been used to being the person that was sitting at the table in the meeting right and in this room you're at the table and let's say that you know there's typically 20 people in this room and you all are sitting around this table and there's that one person the leader right and they're the one at the head of the table and anytime there's a discussion anytime that a topic comes up and a decision has to be made or people are looking for guidance they're trying to figure out where's the team gonna gonna go next Everybody turns and they look to that chair where the leader is sitting. And you typically have been one of the people at that table, right? And so you usually look to that chair also and you're waiting for that direction. You're waiting to hear what they're going to say. Well, now I want you to picture yourself in that chair. I want you to picture sitting at the head of that table. And now everybody's looking at you and they're looking for guidance and looking for direction from you. So what are you going to do and how are you going to make sure you're prepared and you're ready for that scenario and ready to lead that team? So we're going to talk about 10 specific things that if I had to do over in my first leadership role, I would have done when I first became a leader. And I'll tell you, the reason I gave that scenario is because that's the exact place I found myself in. Uh, My first leadership role for a significant sized team was a defense contractor. And in this particular role, our team was about 40 to 50 people in size. Majority were engineers and some were uh, finance and contracts and various roles. And I remember being in these meetings before I got that role and sitting at the table and asking questions and having discussions. And then I remember my first meeting where I had got my new role and sitting at the head of the table and being the one that everyone was looking to. It's a very different feeling. It's very different. It's a different dynamic. And so I want to get into some tips and some things that I would have done when I first got into that role if I had to do again. All right. So as a new leader within your first 90 days, one of the first things you want to do, and I say this is one that within your first week, right, you really want to hone in on this one. You want to make sure that you meet and connect with your team. All right. So, you know, my brand and a lot of what I talk about and focus on is geared toward people that are more introverted, people that may see themselves as introverts, right, in their personality type. And so for me, I'll be honest, this one was a little bit difficult in the beginning. I had to learn a little bit more about connecting with people. 
I had to learn a little bit more about forming some of those genuine relationships. Now, I will say, I feel like introverts are some of the best leaders for this reason, because we are able to connect with people. And once I learned this, it was very empowering for me. See, the thing, if you're watching this or listening and you're someone that views yourself as an introvert that you have going for you is you are probably a very good listener, a very good listener. And that is a key for leadership. OK, so you want to make sure that the people you're going to be working with, the people that are on your team, that they feel heard and they feel understood. So one of the first things I would recommend is you want to set up some one-on-one -on -one discussions with everyone you're going to be working with, right? And when you set up these discussions, the whole purpose of it is not just to talk about work. It's really to get to learn them, to get to know who they are. Where are they from? Do they have a family? You know, what's their favorite hobby? Like you want to get to know these people because you're forming connections and you're forming uh, relationships that in the end are going to end up being very beneficial for you and for them. They're going to see that you care. They're going to see that this person is not just here just to do the work and they just don't care about the people. They're going to see that this person does care about the people and that you'd be surprised. It makes a huge difference. Okay. So connect with your team, meet your team. Very, very huge in the beginning. One of the other things that I would have done, and I now do this in some of my new roles that I've gotten here recently, I didn't do it as much in the past as I should have, but you want to share your vision with your team. Okay. I think it's very important that teams understand the mission and the vision that the team has. So what is a vision? A vision is when you're looking down the road, you're thinking about the work we're doing day to day the things that we're doing, where are we going? What are we trying to accomplish? What is the ultimate goal here, right? You want to formulate that vision and then you want to share it because when you share it, people begin to get on board and they begin to buy in. See, it's very hard, I've found, to lead a team when you don't know where you're going. Everyone doesn't understand what the vision and the objective is, right? So sharing your vision with your team and not just making it about work. I mean, you can have visions that are related to just culture, you know, because a lot of times, like, let's say that your particular role or what you do is your team. You make some widgets that you're going to deliver to some customer. Right. OK, well, that's great. You know, so you could say, well, my vision is that we're going to deliver these widgets to this customer on time. That's one approach for a vision, but another approach might add something related to work culture. Your vision might be that we're going to create a culture of inclusiveness and where everybody feels heard and feels listened to, right? I'm just making something up here on the fly, but that's an example of creating a vision, right? And everybody buying into that, okay? So creating a vision, sharing it with your team, super, super important. The next thing that I would do is I would spend a lot of time observing, a lot of time observing. Now, if you're a fellow introvert leader like me, you probably are very good at this because we tend to be very good at observation. So sometimes observation can be mistaken for somebody's just not talking. 
you know, somebody is just quiet or whatever somebody might mistake it for. The reality is observation is very important. You pick up on things during observation. You will pick up on the things that a team is doing well. You'll also pick up on things a team is not doing so well. I think one of the other keys with observation is if there's anything toxic on your team, if there's anything toxic in the work environment, you need to pick up on that. And you really want to pick up on it sooner rather than later. Right. So in the very beginning, and I say, you know, this is really like your first month, at least you really want to be in observer mode. You're working, right? You're learning, you're, you're doing what you're doing as a leader, but you really want to be observing a lot of things because you're in a new environment, right? You're in a new team and no two teams are the same. So one of the other things that you want to do is you want to figure out what are the top three issues, top three issues that your team is having and how are you going to help to solve those issues? See, one thing that I've seen in the corporate world and in different environments, a lot of people are good at talking about the problem. Not everyone is good at solving it. Like there will be a lot of meetings and, a, and hours spent talking about issues, right? And we need to change this. We need to change that. This isn't working. That's not working, you know? And sometimes you have to have those discussions. I mean, you have to talk about the things that aren't going well. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do about it, right? I mean, if you're not going to do anything about it, then at a certain point, it becomes wasted energy. So what are you going to do to help your team? So identifying what are the three biggest issues? Now, here's the thing. You may not be able to jump in and help the team solve everything. You know, I mean, there can be a lot of different things going on. Depending on the industry that you're in and what you're doing, there can be so many different. I mean, there can be little problems. There can be huge problems. I mean, it can be a number of different things. So I wouldn't say to try to focus on solving every single thing. At a minimum, though, you want to try to focus on what are three core issues that would help your team run more efficient? What are three things that if you were to help your team fix these things, you know, it would be better and be a better environment. Focus on those things and think about solutions for them. So when you do that, you're ultimately really going to help because it's about solutions at the end of the day. I mean, you're going to find problems. You're going to find issues. No team or environment is going to be 100 percent perfect. But find those things you can focus and key on and really try to put energy on those. OK, so that's one. And I would say another one that's very big in. I started to do this when I got that first leadership role. And honestly, had I not done this, I probably would have failed. I'm just going to be honest. But it's to get a mentor. Get a mentor. Leadership is very hard by yourself. It is. When you don't have somebody to lean on, when you don't have somebody to talk to, somebody to share your experiences with. I mean, this is somebody that's already been down the road you're going, right? So you really would want somebody that's already done the role you're doing. I mean, that's the best, I'd say, kind of mentor, someone that's they've literally done what you've done. In some cases, it may be somebody that hasn't done your exact role, but they're at least in your field. They have a general knowledge and a general understanding of what you do. That could still be a good mentor. 
But I would highly recommend this because if you're going about it alone, it's going to be difficult. You're going to hit roadblocks and somebody that you could talk to, they'll help you to avoid a lot of things that you wouldn't have ran into had you not spoke to them. Okay, so definitely try to find a mentor, somebody that can really help to just guide you down the path and it'll really make a big difference. All right. Introverts are too quiet and too weak to lead. Have you ever heard this before? Well, my name is Terrence, and for years as an introvert, I didn't think I had what it took to be a leader. What I learned was being an introvert is my superpower. If you want to learn how to have success as an introvert, then go to quietvoicefearlessleader.com to learn more. The next thing I would say and this is very, very important, but you want to make sure that you're constantly listening and you're asking for people's opinions. So when people feel heard, there's something magical that happens. I have seen the contrast where I've been on a team and it literally felt like there were basically two to three people in a room that did all the talking. I mean, there might be 20 people in there, but there were a few people that they did the talking. And if anybody else spoke or said anything they didn't agree with or anything that they thought didn't make sense, that person was going to get shunned or called out and they would like never speak up again. And usually in those kind of environments, I don't say much because I don't feel respected. I don't feel like that person values my opinion. And I have always in my career made sure to get away from those environments because that just doesn't work for me. And most people operate the same way. I mean, if people don't feel heard, if they don't feel valued by their leaders, then they're not going to want to be there. Uh, you might think somebody is OK being there because they're not saying much. Doesn't mean they enjoy being there. So you never want to be the leader where people feel like they can't talk. People feel like they're not listened to. You don't want to be that leader. And so make sure that you're not just listening to people, but you're also asking for their opinion. So if there are discussions going on, if you're having conversations, if you're just talking to somebody one on one, you're asking their opinion on things. I think that it shows a lot of humility as a leader when somebody feels like, oh, this person doesn't think they know everything. They actually are asking my thoughts about this subject. Right. It's going to help you to form connections with people and it's going to help to build trust with people also because they feel heard and they feel like their opinion matters. These are all things that make somebody want to be a part of a team. So, you know, just encouraging listening, being a good listener and also making sure that you are uh, asking people's opinions and getting their thoughts makes a big difference. And that feeds right into the next one, which is to ask for help and to show humility asking for help. So asking for help can be difficult for some people because for a number of reasons, for some people, it's that we don't want to appear like we don't know what we're doing. We're in this leadership role now, or we're considered viewed as this leader. And so if I ask for too much help, then people are going to think, well, is this person really the leader? They don't, they're supposed to know this stuff, right? Well, it's your first 90 days. It's the beginning, right? You're, you're learning and you're trying to figure things out. And I would even say 
that if it's past the 90 days and you have questions, you should always ask questions. Now, at a certain point, you'll get to a certain level of competency where you'll begin to know more. And so you may not have as many questions, but you can always ask questions, right? But definitely in your first 90 days, for sure, you want to make sure. And if you need help or if you have questions, just ask. Just ask because you're not going to know it all. And it also empowers other people. That's the side that people don't understand sometimes is when you're asking someone else a question or you're asking for their help with something, they feel valued. They do. Um, I'll tell you that when I have somebody come to me and ask for advice about their career or somebody comes to me and they just ask for help with a situation, I feel like my opinion matters and I feel like they value what I have to say. And these are the kind of things, again, that make people want to be a part of a team and want to stick with you. Okay, so be humble. Ask for help. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it is a good thing to do. All right. The next thing I would say is absorb everything and learn as much as you can. So might sound high level to say that. I mean, of course, you know, learn everything you can on the new role. Right. But seriously, uh, absorb absorbing as much as you possibly can. And this is where you begin to key in, I'd say, on certain individuals like having a mentor or identifying certain people on your team that are very strong in a core subject. It might be that thing that you really need to get better at. You need to get strong and you need to understand it. Forming relationships with those people and absorbing everything they know, like listening when they're talking, taking notes, learning. Like this is the thing that over time it builds that competency. Right. And then just studying, studying. One thing that helps a lot of leaders is to take time to really understand their role, to really understand it. I mean, leadership in a lot of ways is intangible. It's the people skills and it's knowing how to have conversations, how to listen well, but it also is the learning of the actual craft, right? Whatever industry that you're in, whatever it is you're going to be leading, do you understand your service? Do you understand your product? Do you understand what that thing is, right? So constantly learning, constantly absorbing information, especially over the first 90 days, super, super important. One of the next things I'll say is when you have something to say, to make sure that you speak up on that particular topic. Now, I'm sure I'll have a video later at some point where I'll specifically be you know, talking to my fellow introvert leaders about how to best be heard and how to speak up in different discussions and different meetings. So we'll cover that. But for now, I'll just say that it's very important if you have something to say to not feel like you have to suppress it and to know that your thoughts matter. And it's important that you speak up and say what you have to say. Now, sometimes this can be difficult, right? Especially if you're in an environment where there are people that are very loud, very talkative, and maybe your nature is more laid back or reserved. If that's the case, you are probably like me. Um, I have been this way in my career, and I've been able to maintain my authentic introvert nature, but also have a presence in a room. So 
realizing that your words are very important and there are ways to weave your words into a conversation. You want to wait for moments of pause. If there are people that are constantly talking and constantly, you know, cutting each other off and interrupting and all of these things, you wait for moments of pause in the conversation. You can also raise your hand if you have something to say. There are a number of different visual cues, things that you can do to make sure you get your words in. But the important takeaway here is to get your words in. Doesn't mean you have to always be talking. Doesn't mean that if you don't genuinely have something to add or something to say that you should talk just to talk. It just means that when you do have a thought, it's important you get that thought out because you're going to be better for it and the team's going to be better for it as well. All right. And then the last thing that I will say, and this gets overlooked a lot, but in your first 90 days as a leader, you want to recognize people and say thank you recognize people and say thank you. And this is really not just for, you know, the first 90 days. I mean, this is just in general, you want to have an attitude of thanks because so many people on teams, they go through their role, they go through their day to day and they're just kind of going through it. You know, um, they're used to not being thanked for their work. There are a lot of people that feel underappreciated. Uh, there was a study that I saw an HR study and it talked about the reason why people leave their jobs. And one of the top reasons is feeling unappreciated from their management. That is one of the top reasons. And so when people don't feel appreciated, when they don't feel heard, when they don't feel valued, all of these things, it compounds and it creates an environment where people are going to leave and they don't want to be around that leader. I have seen it happen time and time again in my industry. So when somebody does something for you, when somebody helps to get some task done, they do a good job at something, regardless of if it's huge or small, say thank you. Say thank you. I mean, it costs nothing to say thank you. Like you would be amazed what it does when somebody hears that. Um, I know for me, when I've been working really hard, I've been putting the hours in and I've been doing all of these things and somebody gives me a thank you, it makes a difference. It really does. I remember when I first started in my engineering career, fresh out of school, and I would do something and I worked really hard on it. I remember when certain leaders came to me and gave me that thank you or gave me that kudos, that pat on the back, right? I remember how that felt. So now that I'm in leadership roles and things have flipped, I'm very intentional about doing that same thing. When I see somebody is working hard, I want to recognize that. I want to thank them for that. So make sure that you're known as the leader that sees people. You're not a leader that just sees people as a number. You just see people as, well, this person works on this. This person works on that. This person is getting this task done. No, these are people, right? They're people that are working hard. They're people that are working to push forward your vision as the leader. They're working as a part of your team. So they need to feel heard and feel thanked and appreciated. All right. 
Very, very important. So listen, that was 10 things to do in your first 90 days as a leader. I truly hope you found this to be helpful and you can take some of these things and implement them today. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I would love for you to leave a comment and let me know which of the 10 that you find to be the most helpful. If you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, leave a rating and leave a review. Let me know which of these 10 you found to be the most helpful as well. Because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I want us to grow in our leadership. If you're somebody that's not currently a leader, that's okay. You know, these are things to take notes of. I hope you were writing notes during the episode and, you know, implement these things when you get your first leadership role, you know, just take these things down, remember them and implement them. And we're going to keep this going. You know, the May Leader Mondays thing, I'm super excited about this. I know that especially if you're somebody with a you know introverted personality. I mean, this was my initial reason for starting my platform, Introvert Leader. So I'm very passionate about this. I feel like introverts are some of the best leaders in the world. And we're really gonna flip the narrative about what it means to be an introvert and be a leader. And if you're listening and you're someone that's not an introvert and you just wanna grow in your leadership, then we're here for you as well. I mean, this series, we're gonna touch on just a number of topics that if you're looking to grow in your leadership or become a leader, very tangible things that you can take and you can do and implement. All right. So super excited about this. I appreciate you all support and I'm looking forward to the episode next week. Talk to y'all later. God bless.